Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It's Friday, February 17th, 2023. This week... UK police blame a woman's disappearance on a bad case of menopause. Uh, a Nazi changes his name to a popular video game character. It's not Cubert. And an update in the John Benet Ramsey case. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Author Renner. James Renner. That James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner's once again. Drops a bombshell. Investigative journalist reporter James Renner, who's been on the podcast a long time. Hey, thanks for joining me today. This is a jam-packed show. I'm going to get right to it. It is crazy this week. I've overloaded it. I've given you too much. But it's it's out of the kindness of my heart. I bring you these, these news stories. Uh, you know, it's... it's by me, James Renner. Uh, you know, first of all, thank you for following. Uh, please remember to subscribe. Leave me a little review. Throw me some stars. It helps. It really does. It's how you make a podcast. And uh, as always, I want to thank Walter uh, behind the camera. Thanks for helping us out. Uh, I don't know where I'd be without you, Walter. And um, one more reminder, I will be appearing at CrimeCon UK this year in London, that is June 10th and 11th. And uh, if, if you're across the pond, if you're looking for an excuse to go, you should come, come down, see me, hang out. We'll have some bangers and mash. And if you're going, use my code RENNER, R-E-N-N-E-R, for a sweet discount on their website. Let's get to the stop, top stories. And the top story today is out of the UK. Lancashire police held a press conference this week where they announced that Nicola Bully disappeared because she was menopausal. Seriously, this happened uh, in 2023. If, if you're not following this case, you should be. It's a developing missing persons case out of England, and it's very similar. It's kind of, it's developing into their version of the Moore Murray case. It's similar in some weird ways. Nicola, or Nikki, as her friends call her, disappeared near the River Waya in Lancashire on January 27th. She's the mother of two daughters. She works as a mortgage advisor over there. The day started out normal. She dropped off her kids at school. Then she sent a text message to a friend of hers arranging a play date for their daughters. She was walking her Springer Spaniel, Willow. 
she was at a park walking her dog. She logged into a conference call at her work and she had muted and she had the video off. Now, she was seen by a couple people walking the dog and then there's this 10 minute window, just like the Maura Murray case, where she just disappears. No sign really of a crime other than the fact that she's missing. Another dog walker found Willow, that's the dog, wandering around and then they discovered Nikki's cell phone on a bench. Police were called, they took one look and said, yep, she fell into the river, obviously. Um, and people were like, you mean that river over there that kind of meanders and it doesn't look particularly dangerous and is not too close to the bench? Um, so they called on an expert dive team. The dive team found nothing. Usually, and this is a dive team that is like the best in the country over there. And they're used to finding bodies within like 10 minutes once they get in the water. They found nothing. They were in the water for like an hour. Said no way did she go into the river. So UK police, they got frustrated with all everybody saying they weren't doing their job. So they held a press conference this week, uh, partly to combat, uh, to combat the rampant rumors that are online. They said they still believe that she went into the river and now they're claiming that she had brain fog going off medicine that she was taking for menopause. Brain fog, which I think is what, isn't that what Joe had in Joe versus the Volcano? Um, I don't think it's a real thing. I, I know what they're trying to say, but it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, so it's not the first time that incompetent police have used scary female stuff as an excuse for not really doing their job, but it's weird that it is happening today. Instead of investigating the case further, the police over there have taken to arresting people who come to the site of the disappearance. Popular YouTuber Dan Duffy was arrested earlier this week when he arrived on the scene at night, according to Sky News. So what is going on over here with, with Nikki? Was it a walk away? Is it an abduction? She apparently had a habit of posting on social media that she was walking in the park and it's possible that somebody was checking her out online and recognized her routine. Remember, uh, you should be varying your routine. You should not be posting your routine online for this very reason in case she was abducted. Um, but it's hard to believe it could have been an abduction because it's a very public park. People were coming and going. There was only that like 10 minute window. So could somebody, could it be an abduction? Maybe. Are we looking at a walk away? I, I don't know. It's kind of my hunch, but we'll see how it develops. Um, other people think maybe she really did pull a Virginia Wolf fill her pockets with stones, and deliberately walk into the river. That's a possibility, too. Hopefully not. Uh, next story. Uh, another week in the United States and another mass shooting. Uh, here in the U.S. where we'd rather have fewer kids than fewer guns. On Monday night, 43-year-old Anthony McRae opened fire on the campus of Michigan State University, killing three people and wounding five others according to NBC News. The victims are college junior Alexandria Werner, sophomore Brian Frazier, and 19-year-old Ariel Anderson. After the shootings, police found uh, the perpetrator walking away from the scene. When they approached, he shot and uh, unalived himself, as they say. He had two 9mm handguns on his person, purchased legally 
but not registered. They've, they also found a note on him that provided a possible motive, but police have not shared it all yet. It uh, apparently mentioned two New, Jer New Jersey public schools as possible targets. New Jersey's not close to Michigan. So I'm not sure his connection to those schools. Those schools were closed down, of course. Uh, this guy worked at Meyer, but was asked to leave. Uh, it sounds like uh, he did not fit in well there. One survivor of this Michigan State shooting was also a student at Sandy Hook during that massacre. One more shooting and the next one's free. Um, it's this, this, these school shootings, it's just insane. Uh, when, when, you know, it's like every other week I'm covering these things on here because they are all interesting in their own way and they do paint a picture. When I went to school, uh, and it wasn't all that long ago, like 30 years ago, uh, you know, you'd walk the halls and they'd prop the doors open in the summer to let the breeze in. Now the doors are closed and locked and you have bars on the window because we'd rather have that than get rid of some of our guns. Final top story this week, and then there's tons more after the break as far as cold case updates that I want to get to. A tweet this week by a journalist who covers right-wing extremists provided a surprising epilogue for one well-known neo-Nazi. Here's the story on Valentine's Day. Molly Conger posted this tweet, the beginning of a long and interesting thread, quote, you probably remember this photograph. It's one of the more iconic, awful images of the Nazi torch march at University of Virginia on August 11, 2017. On August 12th, the man in the center of this photo was elated to see himself on the cover of papers across the country. Today, I can tell you he is dead. A little background on this. This rally that she's talking about at UVA was also known as Unite the Right and included their, in their ranks white nationalists, neo-Nazis, and Klansmen. Some carried Nazi flags, others Confederate flags. Part of it was about protesting the removal of uh, General Robert E. Lee's statue from a nearby park. The governor declared a state of emergency, and a white supremacist rammed his car into counter-protesters, killing Heather Heyer. This rally was the moment that Molly Conger ditched her job as a project manager in Charlottesville and began working as a journalist exposing the far right. She has exposed police officers as members of the Proud Boy domestic terrorist organization since. Now, back to that picture of this young white man with the tiki torches. If you're not on YouTube, I imagine you've seen this picture before. The guy front and center is Teddy Joseph Von Newcomb, who was born Ted Landrum, but changed his name because he really loved playing Duke Nukem. That is not a joke. So he becomes this celebrity because of this neo-Nazi rally, and then most of us forgot about him. Not Molly Conger. She discovered text messages with other white nationalists in a different lawsuit where Newcomb was uh, bragging about an assault that took place during the rally for which he was never charged. And she linked it to the severe beating of an African-American man. Then she found photos of Newcomb from that time that showed him with the men who were caught and charged with the assault. So what became of Newcomb himself? Well, two years ago, he drove into the United States from Mexico and customs agents found 15 kilos of fentanyl under his back seat. Apparently this nationalist 
had been living in Mexico for months and his wife, with his wife and four children. He was finally set to go to trial on January 30th, but nobody was covering it, and most media had forgotten about him. But on the day of his trial, Newcomb didn't show up. And when the court checked in with the family, they found out that Newcomb had killed himself that morning. Uh, what's that quote that seems to fit here? Those violent delights lead to violent ends, um, summarized as saying, just don't be an asshole, and maybe you'd live longer. Hey, uh, those are the top stories. Coming up after the break, I've got updates in the Alex Murdoch case, the Jean Benet Ramsey mystery, and uh, a crazy story out of Australia that you got to hear to believe. I'll be right back in two and two with more true crime this week. Please hang up and try again. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Alexa Doubt with The Porchlight Project, a new nonprofit dedicated to funding DNA testing and genetic genealogy for cold cases in the state of Ohio. For our first case, we assisted the Cuyahoga Falls Police Department, funding new DNA tests on evidence from the 1987 unsolved murder of 17-year-old Barbara Blatnick. That information was given to expert genealogists who traced the genetic markers to a man named James Zastonic, who was arrested in May of 2020 and charged with Barb's murder. Our goal at the Porchlight Project is to entirely fund three to four cold case investigations every year. Each new case costs about $6,000 to complete, which is a small price to pay for closure. The Porchlight Project relies on generous donations from the public. Even $5 can help us solve a murder. For more information on how to help, please visit porchlightonline.org. And welcome back to Hunter, starring Fred Dreyer. 
Cold case updates for you. Alex Murdaugh's dumpster fire of a trial continued this week with both sides claiming little victories. Alex Murdaugh, a.k.a. Creepy Eyes, is on trial for the murders of his wife and son, a former lawyer. He, uh, he is a former lawyer from a powerful South Carolina family that goes back generations. Uh, first up, Alex's sister-in-law, Marion Proctor, was called as a witness, according to the New York Times. Proctor said that after her sister was killed, Alex never talked about trying to find the murderer and didn't seem to fear that he could also be targeted. Alex's defense team, meanwhile, floated a new theory at the trial. They say that Alex had a $50,000 a week drug habit, which is a possible motive for somebody else, say an angry drug dealer, to want to have him uh, or to want to intimidate him by killing his wife and kid. Um, I am calling shenanigans on that, by the way. It's, it's splashy. It's going to make an impact with the jury. But $50,000 a week on drugs. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of drugs they say he was doing. They, they mentioned opioids, which you could get pretty much at any outside any five and dime in Akron. Uh, so I don't think that is even possible, not unless he is snorting Teslas or something. So uh, what a crazy ongoing trial that is. It um, has, has every look of one of those trials that ends in a mistrial, uh, but hopefully not. <clears throat> There's a new book on the murder of JonBenet Ramsey that's scheduled to be released February 28th, and according to people who have read it, it claims that police tested DNA found under JonBenet's fingernails and on her clothes way back in 1997 and found that it did not match anybody in the family. It's kind of a big deal. The author believes that an intruder is responsible and could still be out there. The book is called Lou and Jean Benet, A Legendary Lawman's Quest to Solve a Child Beauty Queen's Murder. It's written by former Sheriff John Anderson, and it's about the detective Lou Smith who investigated the case. Now, um, we have genetic genealogy that's really, really good, solving cases every week, and the family is pleading with authorities to go back and test that DNA. Let's figure out where that sample from underneath her fingers comes from and uh, once and for all know the truth. Could you imagine if they solved the Jean Benet Ramsey case, how big of a deal that would be? Uh, I think we're going to see it. The white supremacist who killed 10 black people at a supermarket in Buffalo was sentenced to life in prison Wednesday. Peyton Gendron, who was 18 years old when he live-streamed a mass shooting on Twitch at a Topps Friendly Market on May 14, 2022. During sentencing, one man in the audience tried to attack Peyton but was subdued. I think I'd do the same thing. Uh, Peyton easily obtained a semi-automatic rifle that was used in the attack, and uh, at the sentencing he did say he was sorry. He now faces federal charges and a possible death sentence. A genetic genealogy solvent Arizona has discovered a frightening new mystery. This is one of those mysteries within mysteries, donut hole within the donut hole. Uh, it's a weird, weird story. It begins in 1989 when a young woman's nude body is found on the Arizona-Nevada border. She'd been stabbed to death 
Nobody knew who she was until local law enforcement used genetic genealogy to link the Jane Doe to a family tree. Then, of course, they reached out to relatives to piece together who this person was. They determined that the Jane Doe was one Marianne, uh, Marina, sorry, Marina Ramos, Ramos, Marina Ramos, come on, James, um, Marina Ramos, who would have been 28 years old in 1989. Her family said she'd gone missing back then. Here's the twist, along with her two daughters, who were 14 months old and two months old at the time. Now, she and her daughters were last seen in the company of a man the family knew only as Fernando, driving with him to California. So the question remains, did he keep the girls? Arizona police have released a composite sketch of Fernando and are asking people who may have known him to please contact them immediately. Hopefully these girls are found. They might not even know the story, right? They're 14 months old and two months old. They might not know anything about this or where they came from. So this is a really interesting developing story. Got some weird news for you. I like, I like to throw in something that's kind of lighthearted, a little weird after all this heavy stuff. Here you go. Earlier this month, three men were rescued from the ocean off the coast of Australia after their boat capsized. They said they'd gone out for a night of uh, overnight fishing trip when the boat started taking on water. They were able to stay aloft by clinging to their beer cooler. But then last week, packages of cocaine began washing up on nearby beaches, according to People magazine. And then their capsized boat was discovered, and inside the boat, police found eight similar packages of cocaine. Uh, wait, I see that's been amended by a very excited officer who says they only discovered seven packages of cocaine. One of the men has been arrested and two are currently on the run. A nationwide manhunt is underway at this moment. Meanwhile, everybody is headed to the beach. And finally, Jess Staley, the former head of Barclays Bank, is mentioned in a lawsuit filed by the U.S. Virgin Islands against J.P. Morgan Chase, which sounds super boring, right? Until you realize it's all about Jeffrey Epstein. The Virgin Islands alleges that the bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, was helping with Epstein's finances as he trafficked young women and girls. In the suit, uh, there's documents that now show emails between Jess Staley at Barclays and Epstein where they use Disney princess names to identify girls they claim Epstein was procuring, procuring for Staley. They'd call them like Snow White and Cinderella, send me Snow White. That is super creepy. They traded some 1,200 emails, those two, and many included photos of these girls according to The Guardian. In August 2009, Staley was visiting London, and Epstein asked if he needed anything. Yep, Staley wrote back, and then Epstein wired $3,000 to an Eastern European woman. Staley emailed Epstein later, quote, I owe you so much, end quote. Staley was named in a separate lawsuit in the U.S. that accuses him of personally abusing, I'm sorry, personally witnessing the abuse of Young Women by Epstein. Looking over at pop culture, uh, there I saw this trailer this week and I got super excited. This is one of my favorite cases. 
uh, even though, you know, it's a tragedy. You, how do you, you know, I know it's kind of crass to say it's a favorite case, but this, this is just such a mystery. Uh, Netflix premiered this trailer for a new documentary series titled MH370, which is all about the Malaysian airliner that disappeared in 2014 with 239 people on board. Remember that? A whole jumbo jet just disappeared in the blink of an eye. We, we, don't, we still don't know what happened. Um, the, it looks amazing just from the trailer. Uh, footage shows a new conspiracy, a new part of the story that I had not heard before, uh, which is the possibility that some government planted parts of the plane to be found on an island so that it appeared the plane went down somewhere in the ocean. That's what some people are claiming in this documentary. And I have to say, I, I kind of lean toward the possibility that the People's uh, uh, Republic of, of China, uh, China um, it might have had something to do with this. Did they hijack a plane because of things or people that were on board to make it disappear? Uh, I um, was, you know, sometimes I get these weird tips. People know I'm a journalist. They call me with stories. I got a call from a guy in Tijuana. I swear to God, this happened. A couple weeks after the, um, the Malaysian airliner disappeared, and he had just talked to the FBI. He's got, I got to tell you what the FBI were talking to me about. And it was something he said he witnessed. He, so this guy's living in Tijuana, and he swears the night that the Malaysian airliner disappeared, he's sitting out on the beach at like three o'clock in the morning, and he sees this jumbo jet flying, he says, like 20 feet above the ocean, above the waves, under radar, just cruising up north past Tijuana. So he spoke to the FBI. It's in the record somewhere. Who knows if it's true? Uh, but, you know, some dude in Tijuana has his own theory. Uh, <laughs> let's look at the bookshelf, uh, to this week's book. Um, and if you have a true crime book, if you've written a true crime book, you want to share it, you want to put it on the shelf. Um, yeah, I'm easily, easily reached. I've got a PO box on the website, jamesrenner.com. You can send it to me there. This week, um, I want to tell you about all the lies they did not tell. It's kind of a different story. In 1997, a six-year-old boy was questioned by authorities relaying disturbing stories of abuse. The more he talked, the more people were implicated in his shocking revelations. And he was, the, he was only the first child to come forward. Within a year, 15 more children with similar tales were transferred out of the Bassa region of Italy to protected locations. Their parents were accused of belonging to a satanic sect that performed sex rituals under the Aegis of beloved local priest Don Giorgio Giovanni. With each child's confession, the network of monsters grew. Families were torn apart. Lives were forever destroyed as allegations of kidnapping, torture, sacrifice, and murder escalated beyond comprehension. But what really was, what was really happening in Bassa? In this gripping account of the satanic panic of the 1990s, investigative journalist Pablo Trincia returns to the scene of the crimes to find the answers, and the truth he uncovers is as terrifying as the lies. Uh, interesting book. I'm going to check it out. You should, too. And that's, that's it for this week. 
and uh, I'm off to Sioux Falls for research on a new book. Uh, always happy to explore new regions and have new adventures. I want to tell you about them soon. And um, it's time to celebrate. It is the weekend. We've survived another week, and that means, in the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, the godfather of Cleveland Radio, we gotta, 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 get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.